Today's episode is brought to you by Destiny's Accessories, located inside of A.V. Lopez at 3831 Boca Chica Boulevard in Brownsville. Open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6, Saturday and Sunday, 10 to 4. Destiny Accessories has all the phone and tablet accessories you need, including chargers, screen protectors, wallets, clips, holsters, pop sockets, cases, and much more. Welcome to Paranormal 956. My name is David. We have an excellent show for you today. I am here with Bianca. What are we talking about today, Bianca? Uh, Something about cults. Yes. So I got it right? Yes, you did get it right. Yes. We are going to be talking about, back to TSC where we went to school. Right. The Mark Kilroy murder. And it's related to TSC and actually... A little bit to us specifically. I've been told but you about. But you said you were going to talk about cults. Yes. So he was killed by a cult. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So I'm gathering that you haven't heard this story yet. Right. So in 1989. Yeah, I haven't heard from it. Yeah. No, no, no. So Mark Kilroy was a UT Austin student who was going to school to be a doctor. So what the fuck is he doing at TSC? Just wait. Okay. Right. So he comes down for spring break, South Padre Island. Oh, okay, okay. Makes sense. Right. So he's over here partying. Living life. Living life, right? Right. And back then, and maybe even when you were younger, the border to Matamoros was not like it is now. Okay. So back then, and I used to go to Matamoros back then too, they didn't check every person. They would wave people through, and then every fifth person, they would ask a question or two, pass through. So Brownsville and Matamoros at that time were almost like one city. Okay. Right, and so Charo Days actually was a joint celebration between the two cities. Right, right. And this is taking place during that time. And so when you cross over where, you, where TSC is, and you cross over the bridge, that used to be all bars. Cool. Yeah. And it was like 16 and up or even younger. What? Yeah. So kids were going over there. And then So you, why did they take it off? So the cartels are kind of partly <laughs> oh. partly why people aren't going anymore. But they used to be very common. All of those were bars. Garcia's I'm pretty sure they were making good money. Yeah, they were, for sure. But this is what they would do, is you would go across, and you would pay like 10 bucks, 15 bucks, sometimes 20 bucks, and it was all you could drink. What? Yes. It was all you could drink. You would go in, and if you weren't getting drunk fast enough, the bartender would make you two drinks at a time, or more. Like, he would want you to get drunk, right? Because the faster you get drunk, the less you drink, I guess, right? So, back then... That's what would happen is you would come down to spring break, Highway 100, the road that goes from the island to, to the expressway, yeah, was only a two-lane road, like a really small road, and it was actually one of the most dangerous roads in the country. The busiest, I assume. And also one of the busiest, and during spring break, people are racing on there, and they were getting killed, and Shit. it was super dangerous. So Mark Roy's a UT Austin student, comes down for spring break, and part of spring break back then 
was to go to Matamoros to this basically line of bars, right? Right. And you just drink and hang out and meet girls and whatever. Right. And so he goes over and also those bars were open till four in the morning. Oh shit. Yeah. So it was, it was. Man, people were getting paid. They were doing business. It was rough. It was a time. Yeah. There was, there was a lot of stuff going on. And so this is during my time. I was in ninth grade when this story happened. Right? You were at the bars. I was at the bars. Yeah, in ninth yeah, grade, yeah, I was old enough bars. to be at those bars yeah. in, in Matamoros. I actually would go to Reynosa. Does uh, your mom know this? Yeah, my mom knows everything. Okay, then. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> we're so, able to post it then. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I am the same. I don't want to get you in trouble. I, you know, you're not going to get me in trouble. So, <clears throat> Mark Kilroy goes to Matamoros. Right. And he meets some Mexican guys. They're all hanging out at the bar. And they're talking. And so, just like today, like a lot of our classmates live in Matamoros, come to school over here. English is good. They know America pretty well. Same thing back then. Right. Right. So he meets these guys. They're Mexican guys in the bar, chit-chatting. A little bit, a little bit. How are you doing? This, that, and the other thing. Right. And he loses track. Like, you know, meets a girl. Yeah. The legend is, is that there was a bikini contest at their hotel, state of the Sheridan, I think, at the island. It was a bikini contest. He meets one of the girls in Matamoros, and they right. start talking. So he's with, what, like, his best friend at the time, and his best friend has to go to the restroom, goes down an alley. And when he comes back, Mark Kilroy's nowhere to be found. Okay. So now this is a little bit of an interesting thing. It's during this time, I was alive, and I remember this story happening. The story is very different now than what the story was back then. So you kind of have to kind of figure out where the truth was. It's probably somewhere in the middle, right? Okay, okay. And yeah. so one of the things that is inconsistent with the story that I grew up knowing was that there was drugs involved and, you know, doing things he wasn't supposed to be doing, blah, blah, blah. He gets kidnapped, right? Okay. And so his friends, they're looking for him all through Matamoros. Son comes up. And they're like, you know what? He probably went to the hotel on his own because it was super packed. At this time, there's 15,000 Americans. Well, would someone leave without their friend? So that they just thought that maybe was the reason. But they get back to the hotel. He's not there. Okay. Turns out Mark Kilroy's uncle works for Border Patrol. So he starts to get the ball rolling. Like, let's find this guy. His family comes down. They start posting posters. Like, it's a big deal. Everybody knew. The, the Mark- same day. Or shortly the next morning. Next couple of okay. days, right? And so it's a big story. And so somehow or other, they had like a, a checkpoint kind of in the front of the, like right across the bridge, right? And somebody just drives past the checkpoint. And so the cartel at the time, the cartel at the time didn't really care about the police, right? They kind of run everything, right? So... They don't understand or they don't realize that this checkpoint is actually an American checkpoint looking for people dealing with the cartel, et cetera, et cetera, right? So instead of chasing him lights and sirens, they're like, let's just see where he goes. And he takes him right to where the cartel is. Okay. And so they start figuring stuff out. Long story short, Mark Kilroy was captured by a cult 
that was kind of like the the spiritual advisors to the cartel at the time. Okay. And so this is where the TSC thing comes in. At the time, one of the characters in this story that was talked about a whole lot was a girl named Sarah, Sara Alarete. She was a TSC student. Not only was she a TSC student, she was an honor student. She was involved in like a lot of stuff. And now this is where we come in. She had one of our teachers. What? Yes. So back in 1989, the rumor was that You know what? All my teachers are old. I don't, I don't want to know <laughs> yeah. who was her t- teacher. Yeah. So I'm not going to tell you on this, but I will say this. Last so, name? I'll tell you later. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Or first name. I don't know their first names. Yeah, you don't know either one. I'll tell you later. But one of our teachers, most likely, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it away right now, what I figured out. So one of the rumors was okay. Isara would go to class in her speech class. And would give speeches about how she is a high priestess in a cult and how she works for the cartel. So people started pulling the strings. End up finding at this ranch this little shed, right? Okay. And so inside the shed, when they open it up, there's like this cauldron of blood and brains and body parts like real real human body parts one of the messed up parts of the story is there was over 60 people missing in matamoros during this year okay this one year 60 people missing so because of this they started looking around and they arrested the people and they brought up a bunch of people from the u.s to help them with this crime case scene, right yeah one of the people that they brought over was a current board member at TSC, Dr. Zavaleta. Dr. Zavaleta is an expert in anthropology. Okay. And so what that does is you study religions and you study like all this weird stuff. I right? that. And so he <laughs> went over there. Yeah. And as soon as they opened the thing and he saw that cauldron, he knew exactly what was going on. He's actually now a current TSC board member. Yeah. He knew Sara Aldarete. Because she, she was, was a student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? She's a student there. She wasn't popular, but she was an RS student. So she was student. popular also. Oh, so she was pretty like that? She was pretty. Can we get a picture? Yeah, I will okay. show you a picture of her. We'll put it on our Facebook. How about right, that? Okay, okay. I will put it on our Facebook. So when they start digging around and they are asking, this is, so this is the story of why this happened. This cult. It's like a Santeria kind of cult. Okay. And what they believe is that you're able to kill people with certain attributes and then take on those attributes. So they would kill people that were like super strong so that they would feel like strong. they are strong, right? Okay. And so at this moment, they wanted to outsmart the police. And so, so they, they kill a policeman. So they tell... One of the lower guys, go to Matamoros, and I want you to bring me back a really smart white guy. What? Yeah. 
So that guy, they ended up meeting at the bar, got to know Mark Kilroy a little bit, finds out he's a super smart guy. White guy. And he's white. And they kidnap him from the streets right across the bridge in Matamoros. But I'm pretty sure he wasn't the only smart guy. He wasn't, but he was the one that they grabbed. They take him to the shed. Right. And they just leave him there at first. And he's got like guards apparently, but they don't kill him right away. And apparently, it's a process. Okay. I guess so. And so the guards are telling him, oh, you're going to be fine. Like, no, no big deal. No big deal. And so the gardener <laughs> and the gardener there like feeds him. Right. Because right. he's all tied up and chained up and everything like that. And so the gardener's telling the story later. The followers of this cult believed everything so deeply that they confessed everything to the police. Because like it was a normal thing. Because they didn't think the police could do anything to them. Because of these rituals, rituals or, that they yeah, did. protection or whatever, right? Yeah, so they believed it, like lock, stock, and barrel, right? Like everything, right? Right. And so, is that a phrase you hadn't heard before? Not really, but yeah. I just okay. go along with it because yeah. Okay, so there's a, no way of me correcting that. There's a story. They believe every part of this story, right? right. And so, um, there's a video of the people basically telling everything that they did, and they. Cut off his private parts. They raped him. They beat him. And so the thinking was from this group. Okay, if you're going to sacrifice something, why would you rape it? So this is why. They have a reason to it. What? They have a reason for this. It doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm not part of their religion. Right. right? But they believe that when you get somebody terrified, like really scared and really terrified, that their soul comes to the surface. And so the death part, when they would kill him, he's on a table, and they're doing all this stuff. They peeled his skin up. They did horrible, horrible things. When they killed him, they opened up his chest, and they pulled out his heart while he was alive. And then, like, ate his heart, and they did all this stuff. They boiled his brains so that they could be smarter. Like They did all of this, like, really, really messed up stuff, right? And so when they're telling the story of it, it's just like, you know. The I process went, of how they yeah, did it. Like, like super a, calm. Like I went to the store and I yeah. got a bag of chips. Like super calm like that. And there's a video like on YouTube you can find of the interview. And they're asking these killers these questions. And it's just like they're walking through the park. Like no big deal. Another really messed up part of this is when they brought over, they brought the cartel members or the, the cult, I should say. The cult, cult cartel. They're kind slash. of all working together, right? Yeah. And so the cult, they brought them all to this field where this little shed is. And they have them all handcuffed and the police are going to go in and check. And they're like getting sick, right? Because of all the blood and everything in there. Yeah. And the cartel or the cult people are like laughing at how they're not handling it, you know, because he's... I mean, they're used to it, but... I guess so, right? And so it's... And it's the first time... It's basically the first time they go into a place like that where it's not like a one dead body type of thing. Yeah, and there's blood all over the floor apparently and on the walls. And so they end up killing um, Mark Kilroy with a machete at the end, right? So remember I told you there was like 60 missing people, right? Yes. So they don't find Mark Kilroy right away. They told them that they buried them and what they did is they put wires through their spinal cord because when the bodies decompose, 
they pull the wires out and then they wear their bones as protection. What? So the police start going and pulling on these wires and they pull up at least 14 bodies by the time they find Mark Kilroy. Right. And I had told you that like they were using different attributes of people. Yes. And so these people are all these missing people with different attributes. So some people are rich and some people are smart and some people are strong and some people, whatever. Okay. Right. And so that's what they're killing these people for. But this is the part that I kind of have even the hardest time. There's a lot of stuff in this story that's like it is. hard to deal with, right? After the 14th person, they called the curandera to come do like a cleansing ritual. Yeah. They burned the shed down <coughs> and they left all the other bodies there. Oh, they didn't even take the rest they of the bodies out? They didn't even get the rest of them. So there's still bodies there. More than likely. Well, bones, I would guess. I guess so, yeah. And so they didn't even, like, it was almost like. They didn't even bother to check, like, who else was missing or, like, if it was actually the 60 people that were missing. Right. It was just like, ah, eh, we did enough. But at the same time, I mean, you would think, oh, I'm not a cop. Right. Clearly. I'm not an investigator. Clearly. I didn't get an old degree near that. Right. But you would think they would be pulling up the rest of the bodies. It would. I mean, yes. Common sense. It would think so. If somebody said it's too hot, that doesn't seem like a good enough reason. Back in the day, I don't think it was that hot. Like today. Maybe. Maybe. Well, but even what I'm though, saying, what I'm saying is even if it was today and even if it was hot, you still want to big, dig up the bodies. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, it's not a good enough reason. What if the curandera... Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. Because I know, like, I've heard curanderas. They're like, oh, no, like, we're not messing with the body. We're just going to do something over the grave or whatever you want right. to call it. Sure. Like right. and The field. Yeah. And left it, leave it as it is. So, because you, they let the body rest or whatever. Right. So let's just say. Maybe the curandera said, hey, don't take them out. Yeah. Let's just say that it was somebody that you were related to, right? That's what I'm saying. I, would you, you would be satisfied know. if they said, they're buried out there, we cleansed it, don't worry about Guys, it. Guys, we found Mark, let's go. Yeah, would you, yeah, that's how it feels like. That's how it feels exactly. That's like. what happened. That's exactly, exactly what happened. But um, what I'm saying is, would you feel like, oh, he's out there, the, my, my loved one's out there and they cleansed it, it's good. You couldn't do that, right? No, because you don't even know if he's actually there. You don't or know, right. Yeah. Because what if there was another cartel doing the same thing? And also, there was also true. So this is, you know, when you were asking me, why isn't it still like that? There was a time between then and now where there were multiple cartels in Matamoros. And they would just have a shootout in the middle of town, like. Right. Like they still do. Right. But it was really bad for a while. <laughs> like really bad. They do still do that. Yes. You're yes. right. I went the other day to give blood and there was a kidnapping the day before of uh, like five Americans or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Heard. I was in Mexico the day after. But you were in one of the Americans. I was not kidnapped that I remember. But I you went to drop off blood. I dropped off blood. Yes. And so 
my point is, is you're right that there could have been another cartel doing the same thing uh, across town, and they went unknown. It's a big city, and maybe it's only like thirty here and thirty there, but they didn't even check. But that's the thing; like they just went. If the uncle wouldn't have been looking for Mark, right? Who would have? Right. Well, there's also a lot of that, right? Like, so not only was the uncle, well, the family and everything, he was part of the. He was part of Border Patrol. Right. Like, they had some pull. It wasn't just, like, you or me. Like, hey, cops, can you do look for my uncle? Let's go do a report, guys. Yeah, like, it wasn't like that. Like, it was, like, they had some pull, and so they got some stuff done that normally wouldn't have I got mean, done. I mean, even though they called on our authority to go over there and check, too. Right. You would think there's more people to investigate, more people to to help out on the case. You would think, yes. Well, I mean, I guess the only thing I can think is they, they got what they wanted. And so anyway, the, the end of the story is that there was, the story now is this Sarah Aldarrete person is a lesser character. So she went to jail for 60 years and has maintained her innocence. So I think the narrative has changed. So people are more sympathetic to her and they're like, eh, she wasn't really the bad guy. And now there's another guy who was like the main, main guy, who the current story is more about him. And okay. so he ended up seeing everything on the news and he flew, he went to McAllen and he flew to Mexico City and they found him there. And he ended up having a shootout with police. And before they could get him, he had like a guy there that was like one of his followers. They burned all his money because he didn't want the police to have it. And then he okay. ordered, <laughs> yeah. And then he ordered, <laughs> his follower to kill him and he says if i don't die you're gonna have a hard time in hell when you're done yeah and so his follower kills him and yeah who wants to go through hell yeah so they all believed that the people that they tortured and murdered right were going to be their slaves in hell in their afterlife what yeah so that was the whole point of making sure that they follow you because you're going to torture them and then you have their souls. So, like I said, I'm not religious. And if I was, I don't think that would be the religion I would pick. Of course. It's a little rough out there. And it sounds too much. It's a lot of work. To do. It's a lot of work. I mean, I'd rather just go on Sundays every once in a while, maybe. If that, I don't even do that. No. I don't even do that. But anyway, it, I thought it was an interesting part that we're... I think there should be cults to start doing Sundays at the Pulga. That should be a hit. It's not a bad idea. But now fresca, elotes, mm-hmm. and pizza. Yeah. I wonder how many cults there are here in the Valley. Because you don't really hear about them right. like this. And I, I mean, as long as they're not killing humans, people just leave them alone, I guess. Right. They probably kill like grasshoppers or something smaller that we don't bother so much. You know, at the Pulga, they sell a lot of birds, right? It's true. A lot of birds. A lot of birds. I don't think that's supposed to be happening, but yes, they do. They do sell. Yeah. Business has been going for a while. It's true. It's also true. There might be a cult there. Could be. Maybe that's where they're getting their birds. Right. But what do you think about us having... Like just a few lines to draw to get to some of these things. What year was this? 
So this was in 1989. Yeah, no. Connected to you, yes. No, but our instructor was this lady's instructor. What do you say? Speech? Yes. Our speech instructor. I barely remember Urecien Rodriguez from from Automotive. (laughs) Yeah. Speech. Anyway, I thought that was very weird that we have a little bit of a line to, to this. I'm surprised you don't remember because you were very mad because I recommended her. Anyway. Was it Perez? I'm not going to answer that. What? I'm not going to answer that. But that's the episode for today. Hopefully this is a little bit better than last episode because you said that story was boring. Yeah, this was interesting to be honest. Well, this is true. And not only was it true, but it was like something that happened while I was alive and I remember all of it. Yeah, so you were. I was alive. Yeah. You were. You are still I'm also still lucky because they could have taken you. I was over there some of the time. You, you're not smart, but right, I'm safe from any cult that wants smart people. I am safe from them. unless they're looking for white people. And not as white as you think. Not as white. By the looks of it, yeah, they would take you. They'd be very disappointed. Right. Right. In any way, whatever they took me for, they would be disappointed. Whatever they took me for. Even if they took me to fix their cars, they would be disappointed. Same. So, anyway. That was it for this episode. We'll see you back soon with a new episode. Thank you for listening.